that's what makes us tough. We keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. Detroit, Michigan! Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully historical comeback. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith. Joined by Patrick Kelly, co-founder and CEO of Signal Advisors. Damian Rockies here, CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus. Brad Swinehart, Vice President of Business Development, White Glove. And Sean Geller, co-founder and CEO of Quickly. Right here, right now, on Opportunity Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. On Opportunity Detroit, first up, we welcome Patrick Kelly. He's the co-founder and CEO of Signal Advisors. Previously, he was co-founder and CEO of RepPro, where he built software to streamline the sale of annuities and life insurance for financial advisors. Detroit-based Signal Advisors is a new tech-enabled distributor of annuities. Their end-to-end platform for financial advisors and insurance producers simplifies licensing and contracting, new business submission, case design, marketing analytics, compliance, and more. And additionally, the platform pays agent commissions within one day of application submission at no cost. Uh, You can learn more by visiting SignalAdvisors.com, SignalAdvisors.com, or staying with us here right now on Opportunity Detroit. Welcome, Patrick. Nice to have you on board. Hi, Paul. It's it's great to be here. I'm excited to to share a little bit about what we got going on over at Signal. where did you get the idea for Signal Advisors? Well, you know, I've, I've spent, I would say it's essentially a decade in the making. I've spent um, a lot of time in different seats in this space. And it's a, it's a space that has a lot of nuance and a lot of jargon. So I try to make it pretty simple. But, you know, essentially, we help financial, independent financial advisors um, build better businesses. We give them the resources and the backing, uh, the financing, the, the strategy in order to build a better business as, a, as an entrepreneur. Um, and really where I got the idea was through my experience as a financial advisor. I was a financial advisor at Northwestern Mutual in a captive environment. I was an independent financial advisor um, at, at a practice that I built alongside my, my mother. It's actually still in operation. Kelly Capital Partners is, is in uh, Southfield, Michigan. Um, I built out a software platform that helps um, independent financial advisors submit and streamline in- insurance business. Um, so I think, you know, from all of those different perspectives, I was able to kind of see the value that a distributor was playing in the space. And I thought it could be more. I thought, I thought we could provide more value and build a really strong ecosystem that allows entrepreneurs in the insurance space and, and the investment world um, to build and grow um, their, their own independent practices. Wow, so many questions just from what you just said. Patrick Kelly, co-founder and CEO of Signal Advisors. Let me go to the, maybe the least important, but the one that grabbed my attention when you said you worked for your mother and she still has Kelly Capital Partners. <laughs> what was it like working for your mom as your boss? I mean, moms are our boss anyway inside the house, but what was it like having your mom as your boss inside and outside the house? <laughs> it's a good question. You think being a startup founder is uh, hard, you know, try go working for your mom. Uh, 
I just, I mean, all jokes aside, it was, it was actually awesome. You know, I, there's this, I just really, I just read this article that was, it's this great blog. It's called Wait But Why. Um, and they talk what? about how, you know, when you, when you graduate from college, um, assuming that you're going to live to 90 and your parents are going to live to 90, you've spent 93% of the time that you'll ever spend with your parents. Um, you know, you've already spent it. It's already gone. Um, and so for me, I think spending that amount of time building a business alongside my mom was something, you know, that was, that was awesome. It was a great experience. I learned a lot from her. Um, and so it was, it was tough, but also a lot of fun. And it was the reason why I'm, I'm where I am today. So a lot to be grateful for there. Good for you to be, to be grateful. Uh, not enough of us show that kind of gratitude. Maybe we don't see it, but we should. Uh, it, it, sure. Say the name of the blog again. You said that you you were it's reading called, a blog. Yeah, it's called Wait But Why. It's it's an amazing blog, actually. Um, and it just kind of it, it lays out like your lifespan and assumes if you live 90 years and your parents live 90 years. And it does this, this cool, like, almost it literally makes you cry at the end of it. Um, but it lays out like the number of baseball games that you'll go to, the number of fo- you know number of football games that are left. But I think honestly, the you know the the optimistic spin on it is just like, just kind of be present and cherish cherish in the moment stuff, you know. Um, and one of the things they talk about is how much time you'll have with your parents after you graduate college, assuming actually that you even live in the same state. And it's it's interesting, it's fascinating. I, I you should check it out. Actually, the blog article I think is called the tail end. The tail end. Well, I can see how that's going to be a, a, a crier. That's going to be an emotional yeah. read. My mother happens to be lucky enough to be 95 currently. My father passed uh, a while ago, but my mother's uh, going strong at 95. And uh, it made me think of that when you were saying, it, it, assume that even though it's just using it for illustration, assume your parents are going to live to be 90 and, and that you are too. And there's a lot that goes into it that we never thought that way. And part of that is in our financial planning, um, we never uh, thought we'd live that long. And therefore, people are running the risk of their biggest fear, which is running out of money. No, it's a big, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, you know, financial stability and retirement, I mean, you don't really hear about it that much on the news. But, you know, the, the biggest segment of growth in, in bankruptcies is actually coming from, you know, senior citizens. And so, and, and so it makes sense that people's number one fear in retirement is running out of money. And, and there's really ways, you know, now it depends, obviously, different financial situations, but a lot of times those, those situations are preventable through, through financial planning. And, you know, one of the things that I like to say is I'm just always baffled by, now look, the, the studies and the, and, the, and the statistics vary, but somewhere between 15 and 30% of adults have financial plans in this country. And I just, I think I find that crazy. I think, you know, money is a tool everyone's walking around with, but no one knows how to use. Um, and financial advisors help you put that to work um, in a way that, that kind of serves you better. Um, and so, I, I, anyways, that's, that's what I think financial advisors do. And so we're building a business that empowers, empowers those t- individuals and those professionals. We're told that we spend, we, the average person, spends more time planning on a vacation than planning our retirement. Uh, a lot of technology in the advising space is trying to replace human expertise. These are so-called robo-advisors, artificial intelligence, things like that. 
But I understand uh, that you, Patrick Kelly, as the co-founder and CEO of Signal Advisors, that Signal Advisors believes in empowering human advisors. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I think there's been a big push for robo-investing. And, I, you know, the way that we think about financial planning is it's so much more than investing. Um, investing is an element and it's important, but it's only it's only one thing. Um, and a financial, a true financial plan brings together a whole mosaic of financial products and strategies. You know, even your mortgage, you know, goes into your financial strategy. And, you know, you go on to a robo advisor and answer a couple of questions and they give you a risk tolerance and then they decide how your investments uh, should be allocated after that. You know that's fine and good. I'm not saying that's that's a bad way to do it. It's, it's, it's a, any any way to get into uh, investing is probably a good one, but um, to some degree. But at the end of the day, building out a financial plan and really setting your north star and adhering to it and sticking to good behaviors, all of those things are are different benefits that a financial advisor can bring to the table. Uh, real accountability. Um, to to kind of how you're approaching approaching your financial situation, and to me that's much more important than just opening up a brokerage account. Um, and that's what robo advisors do really well. But there's a bigger, broader plan here. You know, when we talk about you know senior citizens being worrying about running out of money, there's not a computer system that's going to help you. You know, kind of subside that fear. You've got to put a real plan in place, and that comes working with a trusted individual. Um, who really knows the whole the whole ecosystem of products um, that are out there to kind of, and how they work together to kind of put you in the best spot going forward. All right. Um, we don't have uh, very much time left. Uh, and uh, let me just ask you, I, I'm told you raised $16 million in the last year. Do you have a plan for those new investments, what to do with them? Well, um, yes, we do, we do have a plan. Short answer is yes. Um, you know, we're building an end-to-end -end platform for financial advisors to scale and build their businesses. And today, you know, we just specialize in annuities, um, solely focused on, on annuities and that, that retirement segment. Um, but, you know, 15 years from now, that will be really a footnote on our Wikipedia page, if you will. You know, we're expanding into a lot of different lines of business. So, you know, cash management, mortgage, medical supplement, tax preparation, there's so much in the ecosystem um, that we will tackle over time. But um, in the near term, life insurance and investments, um, and so really building an end-to-end -end platform around annuities, life insurance and investments, and combining those in a way that makes it easy for a financial advisor to run those three core lines of business in their financial firm. And then obviously investing in great people. Uh, we're investing like crazy, and we'd, we're, uh, we're always looking for great people to help us uh, bring some of these ideas to fruition. I just wanted to get a plug-in for your alma mater, putting your degree from Michigan State University to work. Patrick Kelly, co-founder and CEO of Signal Advisors. Thanks, Patrick. It was a pleasure, Paul. Thank you so much. Our pleasure as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit, Damian Rocky is the CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus. Grand Circus is a modern tech training academy based in downtown Detroit. Damien, a native Australian who is passionate about Detroit's tech-led renaissance and the application of new approaches to education. Uh, in fact, much of Damien's experience involves building and growing new businesses, and he has led several teams within some of Australia's 
largest consumer-focused companies. Very pleased to welcome Damian Rocky to Opportunity Detroit. Hi, Damian. Thanks for being with us. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. I want you to tell us about one of the things you're working on now at Grand Circus uh, that is called Develop Her, uh, playoff on Developer, but Develop Her Boot Camps in your partnership with the National Council of Women in Technology. Yes, I'm happy to. So, well, well firstly, uh, Grand Circus runs uh, these programs called Coding Boot Camps, which are either 14 weeks full-time or 20 weeks, 28 weeks part-time, uh, that teach people the skills they need to become an entry-level software developer. And, and in the case of, of um, you know, Develop Her, it's, it's important context that, you know, women, women only occupy around 25% of all tech roles. Um, you know, you know which, if you compare... You know, they're they're you know, making up fifty percent of the population is is obviously you know out of whack. So, so back in two thousand seventeen, we launched Developer as a, as a program to try to address that gap, and, and it's essentially a scholarship program where individuals who identify as women receive a full ride if they qualify for the boot camp. Now, in the case of, of NCWIT um, or National Council for Women in Technology, um, they are a partner that uh, provides funding to this program. So that it is, it is a, you know, a scholarship. And um, this June, um, we're running another cohort. It's actually um, it's a, a unique program in the sense that you know we've been talking to a lot of companies who have you know these really talented individuals on their staff that they want to reskill. So it's a program where companies who nominate individuals for reskilling can take non-technical people and make them into into developers. So it's a pretty exciting uh, program that we've been running for a while now. So how's it been going? being basically remote for a year now what have you what have you learned transitioning from in-person instruction to online and is this your new wave of the future look i think it is paul i mean the, the transition's been great i mean you know obviously you know it's it's very different to learn online and and you know a lot of people right now are dealing with the additional challenges of home life you know as you know so, you know, when we transitioned online back, you know, in March last year, we had to make some subtle changes to account for these things. Um, but but what, we, what we really focus on and what we think is really important is that the students that take our classes have an opportunity to connect with each other. So, so we do a lot um, in terms of building culture within our, our cohorts. And, and we do things like we break the classes up into smaller groups to try to keep the experience as interactive as possible. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I think to answer your question about how it's going, um, you know, we measure, you know, student satisfaction and and, um, and our performance pretty regularly. And, and, and it's it's interesting that a lot of our surveys are showing that our scores are better online than they were in person, which has been a really nice uh, a nice surprise. So I'm told if you're starting with little or no or little to no coding experience, you've crafted a path to support the journey and. You've got your free and affordable workshops. People are going to get the experience necessary to join a coding boot camp, which is, I guess, the next step. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we have a path for, for, for all types. I mean, we've, we've had people take our classes who have a you know, computer science degree and others that have done very, very little coding. So, you know, if anyone's interested, um, you know, as you mentioned, we have these classes which are free. You know, they're an opportunity to to get exposed to writing, you know, your first line of code and start to, you know, get a sense of whether it's right for you. So if you go to our website, which is grandcircus.co, and look at our workshops tab, 
every week we run what we call these you know, introduction to coding to our sessions, which, you know, as I said, totally free, an opportunity for you to try, um, try out coding. And then we have other workshops that, again, give you a little more exposure that, you know, will give you that sense of whether you want to take a full-blown boot camp um, down the track. Damien Rocky, CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus, a modern tech training academy based in downtown Detroit. You know, it seemed to me it used to be that if you became a successful coder, you were on uh, you, you were on your way to riches. I can't think of a better way to put it. Is it still that way? Well, you know, we think so. I mean, it's it's um, it's a a high paying job, you know, as, as you point out, and, and there's a lot of growth in the profession. And, and you know, I think that the thing that's been really great, uh, you know, obviously through the pandemic, um, you know, jobs were affected in most sectors. You know, in in um, in the case of software development, the the demand for, for these individuals you know, with these skills has, has been surprisingly strong. I mean, our outcomes are down slightly, you know, and, and that's, that's no secret um, compared to what they were pre-pandemic. But the thing that we've seen is that many dev teams had the tools to work remotely already. So the transition was pretty seamless for them. And so, um, you know, it, it, it's a great career, not just for making money, but I think, you know, with this uncertain future, you know, where a lot of companies are going to potentially continue to work remotely, it's a really great profession, you know, if, if, you, if you are interested in, in being a remote worker as well. Now, I, I read that you are now full stack. I've read mm. that. I've said it clearly. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> um, so essentially, um, without getting too in the weeds, um, there's often, often people talk about a, being a back-end developer or a front-end developer. So, so what that means is, you know, if you think about a website, um, if you think about the things you see on a web page, you know, the, you know the, the way things are laid out, the look and the layout of the page, the links, the buttons and all of that, that is all built by what's called a front-end developer. It's the front of, of the web application. If you then also think about the website, there's a lot of stuff that kind of sits behind the scenes. It could be you know, databases that store information on your, on your passwords. It could be where the articles themselves are stored. You know, the sort of algorithms that decide what content to serve up to you you know, on that front end, that's done by the back-end developer. Now, in the, in the case of full stack, what that simply means is a set of skills that lets you do both. You know, so you can be working on the front end and on the back end. So we, we made the transition. We, you know, we've, we've had classes on in, in both front end and back end for many years, but we made the transition to, you know, um, changing our boot camp so that uh, our students to get both and, and to be considered full stack to really try to create more opportunities for them. And, that, and that's, uh, that's what we've done. Uh, speaking of those students, what kinds of students come through Grand Circus? Uh, how many students have you graduated so far? We've, uh, well, we've been doing this since 2013. So, um, you know, quite, quite a few years now. We've, we've got at last count, um, you know, more than 2,200 graduates working at 350 plus companies across the region. In terms of the types of students, we, we see students from all types of backgrounds and, and coding experience levels, as I mentioned. Um, and and what, what I'd say to anybody that's sort of interested, um, you, you know, the, the real things that we look for are, first and foremost, interest in a career in technology. That, that has to be true. And then beyond that, you know, if you like to solve problems and if, if you're the type of person who's naturally curious about how things work, then 
you know, we think that this is a great choice and, and you know, you're more than likely going to be successful. So, um, you know, I'd say that's that's really the type of person that, you know, the type of students that we see. And, and generally speaking, people before they come to us have tried to code online. You know, there are a lot of free resources out there, but, but for the most part, it's a pretty broad range of backgrounds that we see. Uh, you built a talent pipeline in a tech hub like Detroit. Uh, that's that's a that's a good path without any question, no argument there. Where can people actually go to learn more about joining your boot camps? Well, the, the easiest place to go is our website, which is grandcircus.co, and um, you know it explains you know everything you need to know about our boot camps, the sort of experience that that you know our students have, and, and as I mentioned, I mean a, a really great step for somebody that is interested in this is. To go to the workshop section of our website and sign up for an intro to coding or, or one of our other workshops because that's going to give you, you know, a really nice sample of what it's like and, and you know, we'll be able to answer a lot more questions for you about uh, what a, a career in tech is like. GrandCircus.co, GrandCircus.co. And I spoke briefly with Damien Rocky, the CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus. Uh, just before coming on the air, and I suggested my limited experience in Australia was the GM sending me to the Australian Olympics. I'll be forever grateful. But the first important fact I learned is that Foster's is not Australian for beer. As I went into a bar off, uh, what is it, Bondi Beach? Am I getting that Yeah. Off of the beach, and I said proudly, I'll have a Foster's. And the entire bar said, no! And uh, I learned then that 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 was merely an excellent advertising campaign. But that's another story for another time. Always a pleasure. Damien, keep up the good work. People can find you at grandcircus.co. And we thank you for joining us on Opportunity Detroit. Thank you very much, Paul. Appreciate your time, and uh, have a great day. It's our pleasure as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Brad Swinehart is Vice President of Business Development of White Glove, host and creator of a leading financial advisor podcast, Be Advised, and NASDAQ contributor. Brad enjoys amplifying industry innovations and expertise, and over the past five years, Brad has significantly contributed to the success of White Glove, joining White Glove in its infancy, which allowed White Glove to service more than 10,000 financial professionals and educate more than 500,000 potential clients. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Brad, sounds like you've been busy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a great to be on the show. In your current role as Vice President of Business Development, what exactly are you doing for White Glove? So my primary position now is to work with groups of advisors, whether that's in the RIA space, FMO space, um, or even strategic partnerships, and, and really help them arm their advisors with ways to grow organically and make sure that the end consumer gets education that they need. They can learn very valuable topics on, you know, estate planning or taxes or even just how to manage their 401k. But my my job is to find advisor groups that need help with growth and need help communicating with clients. 
So White Glove is a is a marketing company that makes it easy for financial advisors and other service professionals to be successful with a, a powerful yet oftentimes cumbersome client-getting strategies, educational seminars, and social media, I guess, sums that up. Yeah, in, in short, you know, a financial advisor's job is to help their clients, help their prospects understand retirement, understand investment opportunities, and far too often in this industry, they divert their attention to try to be professional marketers. They try to be event planners. They try to learn how to run social media. And what White Glove's real goal is, is to help advisors just stay focused on helping their clients and let us do all of the the minutiae, let us all handle all those burdensome tasks, as well as take a lot of the financial risk off the advisor's plate. So then... If you were to have to say to somebody what White Glove is and what services you offer, how would you how would you sum that up? <laughs> That's a great question. So what I would say, 30-second sales pitch is advisors need to communicate with prospects and clients. They need to focus on introductions. And White Glove does everything to allow an advisor to get to that introduction, whether that's in-person seminars, webinars, direct one-on-one appointments, or nurturing their current prospect and client bases through social media management and podcasting. White Glove does all of that with no financial risk to the advisor, but also none of that burdensome work. I want people to get to know uh, Brad Swinehart a little bit, Vice President of Business Development at White Glove. He's lived from coast to coast, and the best coast. He's lived much of his life living on the coasts of Michigan, growing up on the West Coast in Grand Haven, and more recently moving to the Metro Detroit area. I understand you're a fitness enthusiast. We might find you hiking. We might find you in the gym, weightlifting. And you also enjoy fiction writing and playing a bit of guitar to relax. A pretty, uh, a pretty interesting. What was the word we used to use? Um, oh, it escapes me right now. But uh, a Renaissance man—that would be it. I don't think anyone <laughs> uses that anymore. But a Renaissance man. There you go. I also, I also recently uh, took up the hobby of woodworking and making custom furniture. So I think. Of course more... you did. <laughs> you, yeah, of course you. Why? Who wouldn't take up custom <laughs> furniture making? Man, oh, man. Now, when you look at your clock, uh, it's a 12-hour clock, isn't it? I mean, and there's only 24 hours in your day, right? I mean, is your clock different than mine? Well, I I tell you, um, I always always even tell this to my employees that that you really should only be working half days, you know, and, and that will give you so much more energy in life to do all of those other things. And the great thing is, is everybody has 24 hours in a day. So just pick that half a day you want to work. You know, if you want to work, you know, noon to midnight, if you want to work eight to eight, that's totally fine. But just use those 12 hours and then, then you have all the rest of the 12 hours to do whatever you need. It's as simple as that. <laughs> How have things changed for you and for White Glove during this pandemic? Oh, well, I mean, that's a, a wonderful question. And, you know, to put some context around it, in February of 2020, White Glove did 800 or close to 800 in-person seminars all across the U.S. and Canada, where a financial advisor was able to educate a room full of, you know, 20 to 30 households on a very important financial topic. So those were all in-person, 
scattered across the U.S. and Canada in February. In March, we did zero. Oh, my. And, and talk about just timing of everything for White Club. We had just brought on a brand-new CEO. We had just started to reinvest in our technology platform. And really what that allowed us to do, the pandemic allowed us to do, is to, to kind of deconstruct a lot of our things and really come to market with a lot of services that that would have taken us years and years to develop if we were running at such a high speed doing those in-person events. So for us, everything changed. And instead of being a, a one-trick pony, kind of like we were back, you know, the beginning of 2020, now we have just a full end-to-end marketing solution for advisors. So it's not just filling the funnel. It's making sure that those prospects and that those those end consumers get all the education and information they need on a continual basis. And, and really we found some very successful ways to, to move forward. We used to do an in-person training event that we would have two to 300 advisors at every year. Well, I transitioned that over into a virtual event and we had over 2000 advisors mm. attend and that efficiency is just astronomical. Sure. So with that thought in mind and getting through the pandemic, is there something you're especially excited about for for what might be coming in the next year or this year? I am so excited to see the hybrid environment that we're going to be living in. You know, the, the stuff that worked very well, you know, in the past, you know, 2019, you know, in-person stuff, you know, shaking someone's hand in the office, as that slowly starts to come back, you know, pairing that with the efficiencies that we found in 2020 of virtual and being able to communicate with people without having to get in the car and drive. When those things marry together successfully, the next few years are going to be very exciting, not just for the financial industry, but also for, you know, consumers to be able to ingest high quality financial education with their preferred, uh, model. They can either, they can go meet a advisor in person. They can do it over zoom. They can watch webinars. The, the landscape is just wide open and it's going to be very exciting for us. We're all looking toward those exciting times ahead. Vice president of business development of white glove, Brad Swinehart. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me on. That was great. It's our pleasure as we continue opportunity to try. Opportunity Detroit, we say hello to Sean Geller, co-founder and CEO of Quickly. Quickly is a technology platform that leverages incentives and psychology to immediately increase response around key marketing initiatives. He spent 12 years studying consumer response and the last eight helping hundreds of top retail and restaurant brands increase theirs. To date, Sean and his team have motivated over 17 million consumers more than 34 million times. Sean Geller, my friend, those are impressive numbers. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. This is a marketing technology platform that really any business could use, it seems to me. Tell me, tell me about quickly the story behind it and how you're helping people. Sure. So uh, I was growing up as a kid, and I noticed that my parents really did not like shopping um, at all. Um, They always had a negative opinion about it, and um, 
except for really one day a year. And that was during, believe it or not, Black Friday. Hmm. Um, just the visceral responsiveness to it, the excitement. It was an event. And so what we did was we kind of dissected that when I got done with college. And I said, you know, let's figure out a way to replicate that magic and allow a brand really whenever they want to, to activate consumers and acquire customers using the same kind of magic found during things like Black Friday. So we, so we basically took all the pieces and parts of what makes it work um, and have created a very turnkey way for brands to kind of push button, drive demand um, and customers uh, when they like to. Well, another uh, term that that I have not heard, but I can understand it, I think, it, urgency marketing, a technology that offers brands a way to bring the visceral excitement seen during events like uh, like Black Friday, like Amazon Prime Day, um, and bring that to the everyday. While you were saying what you were saying, Sean, I was thinking, gee, Every day's like Black Friday for me because I like to shop. Just think, if I had been your your father, uh, because I like to shop all the time, you may never have done this and become the success you've become. We we may not have. Yeah, I mean, it it really is a phenomenon that you see today with things like um, Amazon Prime Day, even sneaker releases. Right, the the whole Nike kind of Jordan release uh, calendar schedule. Um, PlayStation 5, I mean, the idea of building anticipation, creating scarcity around a certain product set, um, it really is powerful at infusing kind of this fear of missing out, the FOMO that everyone talks about today. And then ultimately that creates a little bit of healthy competition, as we call it, with, uh, with your fellow consumer. So is urgency marketing exactly as it sounds? It is what it is? It, it really is. I mean, it's using those different elements um, to drive urgency to act from consumers when maybe they wouldn't otherwise. So unlike a standard, let's say, coupon offer, um, the concept that we have that we came up with is if you spin that upside down, really make it be perceived more scarce, more urgency to act, the general perception from the consumer fundamentally changes for the brand for the better. And so the way that we do that is we, we tease out these campaigns. They're very digitally focused. Um, consumers can find out about it from the brand, you know, signing up for the brand's email database, following them on social. And the idea is that there's a teased out set of rewards from a brand that's coming sometime soon. Um, the catch, though, is that as a consumer, you have no idea when that is. Um, you just know that if you kind of digitally raise your hands today, um, you'll get notified by text or email, by a text message or receiving, you know, a single email. And the faster you are to respond to that when that does happen, the better off the incentive or opportunity can be. And so it, it, it really is quite motivating to get people to kind of react when they want otherwise. And brands can, can build an audience who's waiting, kind of chomping at the bit um, for that next release. I remember... Uh, a long time ago, discussions in retail, how they had their, everything was kind of upside down. I'm not talking pandemic. I'm talking years and years and years ago where somebody figured out, you know, we put our biggest push on and get the most customers in to our retail location when we have lowered the prices the most and therefore lowered our profit the most. They had to deal with that. And I suspect, I hope that they have by now. 
Yeah, it is. A, it's a tricky balancing act, right? And, you know, it's a race a little bit to the bottom um, for retailers and even candidly now restaurants, unfortunately, with the third party aggregators, especially during the pandemic, right? There's been right. a fuel of, of growth in those areas. And unfortunately, they need to get better and smarter with how and when they discount um, if they're going to survive and really, you know, continue to have long term growth. Uh, your team has created a couple new products. Uh, Sean Geller, co-founder and CEO of Quickly, uh, a couple of new products recently that are helping brands through this uh, pandemic time. Can you tell me about them? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so the two products that we've recently rolled out are Quickly Drop and Quickly Swap, and both of them are very more, much more of a instant kind of gratification moment where if. You know, on the fly, there's new product that a restaurant brand is introducing on their menu. They could drop this at some point to their loyalty database and have them respond, claim an offer to use towards, a, you know, uh, that new product trial. Um, and you can motivate them to go and purchase through their mobile app or through web or what have you. And kind of it's a, a surprise and delight moment, per se. The other one is a swap um, type of campaign where it's an exchange, right? So if I'm a brand and I'm looking for someone to join my SMS program that I recently rolled out, you can reward someone or a certain number of people based on, you know, them signing up for SMS. So it's kind of a, that's why it's called swap, right? So it'd be swapping out like uh, um, signing up for SMS for getting, you know, that advantage of the, uh, the reward. Fascinating. Uh, any last things you might say, uh, advice for small business owners? You know, I'd say just get out there and, and get uncomfortable, right? Um, try and find a network of people that you maybe haven't engaged with previously to understand what they're doing and how they're looking at the, uh, the space that you might be playing in. Um, ask for advice. Don't be afraid to do so. And um, I think really good things could, could come from kind of getting outside of your comfort zone. Well, I think that's excellent advice from a guy who's got a lot of experience uh, in dealing with things like we've said of urgency marketing and other things that we've learned about today in our conversation with a guy that Sean and his team have motivated over 17 million consumers more than 34 million times. Well worth listening to what he has to say and, uh, and maybe uh, becoming aligned with quickly uh, you can go online at quickly.com to find out more information, quickly.com. And the co-founder and CEO of Quickly spending this part of the uh, program with us, Sean Geller. Thank you, sir, very much. Thanks for having me, Paul. It is our pleasure. That's going to do it for uh, this uh, opportunity, Detroit. Thanks to Sean Geller, the co-founder and CEO of Quickly, Brad Swinehart, Vice President of Business Development of White Glove. Damian Rocky, CEO and co-founder of Grand Circus, and Patrick Kelly, co-owner and CEO of Signal Advisors. And uh, we appreciate you being with us, seeking us out every weekend and uh, various other times that Opportunity Detroit will play for you, uh, dedicated to showcasing Detroit's gems and improving the region through thoughtful conversation with those committed to seeing Detroit's revitalization. I'll talk to you mornings, Monday through Friday, on WJR. Go on out, make it a great rest of your time for this day. Regards, Paul W. Smith.